0: So today we are continuing with Tarantino Month. This month we watched, or this week should I say, we watched Tarantino's 2009 film Inglourious Bastards. Now usually we don't use language like that on the podcast, but we're all adults here. It's part of a proper title and uh, we're just going to be saying it that way. So um, just if that sounded a little bit out of place. However, we are here to uh, talk about this movie because my dad has slowly been going through Tarantino's filmography for the first time. I've seen all of his movies at least once. and I've seen three of them. Yes, you have. And we are on the hunt to uh, make sure my dad likes more than one Tarantino movie because at this point, we're kind of uh, 50-50. Is that right?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: And I'm curious to hear what you think about this one because um i had a different perspective watching this over uh mm-hmm. for the second time and i think it's i i think it's one of those uh films when you do a rewatch, and i know you'll not be rewatching since it's uh so long um that you just learn more as time goes on so uh yeah anyway uh inglorious bastards was released in 2009 as we mentioned directed by quentin tarantino it was made on a budget of 70 million dollars And it saw a box office return of $321.5 million. So yes, it definitely was a hit. And uh, it has an all-star cast here, uh, which includes Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, who I believe was kind of a discovery with this movie. And he won an Academy Award for it. Right. Michael Fassbender, uh, Eli Roth, who is actually a director himself, Diane Kruger, Daniel Bruhl, Till Schweiger, Melanie Laurent, B.J. Novak, you might know him from The Office, mm-hmm. uh, and quite a few other people. I mean, there's just so many people in this, uh, in this movie, quite the ensemble cast. But now that we've gone over a little bit of the details, I'm curious, uh, I'm curious to hear not only what you thought, but what the synopsis
1: is as well. Well, let me offer you a synopsis, Noah. All right, sounds like a plan. It is the first year of Germany's occupation of France. Allied officer Lieutenant Aldo Rein played by Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. assembles a team of Jewish soldiers to commit violent acts of retribution against the Nazis, including the taking of their scalps. Mm. He and his men join forces with Bridget von Hammersmark, a German actress and undercover agent, to bring down the leaders of the Third Reich. Their fates converge when theater owner Shoshana Dreyfus, who seeks to avenge the Nazis' execution of her family. All right. That was one of your longer write-ups, but... Well, you know. I was writing feverishly during the film. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. um, Speaking of, uh, I
1: guess, your film viewing experience, where did you watch this film, and uh, what was your experience going in? Well, much to my delight, it was available, it was included in our Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. viewing membership. I thought we were going to have to rent it, but we did not. And um, so I watched it on Amazon Prime, and I watched it over the course of... A full day. Hmm. So a couple, you know, I had to stop and start because, you know, it was a busy day. But I I have to tell you, I went into this, I thought thematically, I was a little disinterested. It's Tarantino, consequently disinterested. Long, obviously disinterested. Um, but that was my approach to this film. Sure. Um, and I, quite frankly, I had also been told that, by a number of people that this was not their favorite Tarantino film, Hmm. you know, this from people who have seen his nine films, right, or something like that, Hmm. I've seen two prior to this, Um, but that's how I, how I approached it, I did just watch it yesterday, and um, so yeah, I'm interested in talking to you about it.
0: Yeah, uh, I watched this in two sittings, I watched half of it with Grace, then she decided to fall asleep, and uh, that was, that was fine, I finished it afterwards. Um, Did she
1: fall asleep because she was tired, or did she fall asleep because she was disinterested, or a combination of the two?
0: Maybe a combination of the two, Mm
1: -hmm. but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say it was the
0: first. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I remember watching this movie, speaking of that, for the first time years ago, and to me it kind of felt like reading a book, because this movie is uh, on the longer side. Yeah, there's definitely action in it, but um, I remember it... Kind of taking a while to get started is what I felt like mm-hmm. when I originally watched mm-hmm. it. Well, you were a lot younger. That's true. This time, I did not feel that way at all. Mm-hmm. It feels way different. So, with, I guess, going into this whole thing, what did you think of *Inglorious Bastards? What do
1: you think I thought? it. Today's my birthday, so I get to ask you that. Yeah. Um, what do you think I thought of this movie? Well, it sounds like you didn't like it at all. Is that all? Yeah. You ready for me to share? Yeah. I really, really liked this movie. Okay, good. (laughs) I really liked this movie a lot. I was very surprised. And I don't think it has everything or much to do with my low expectations. I really liked this movie a lot. Good. I'm very excited about next week. Yes, I said that. Next week is our final week of Tarantino Month, and that's Django Unchained, but, mm-hmm. which I've heard is the best of the ones that we're watching. In my opinion. In, in Luke's opinion, too. Yeah. And I value your opinions. So, no, I really liked this movie. I thought, oh, my goodness. I have a lot to say about it, like I do most things. Um, but overall, this was, in my opinion, so much better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which was so much better than Pulp Fiction, light years better than Pulp Fiction. So we're we're on a roll here, Noah. We're moving up. We are moving on up. All right. Good to hear.
0: Yeah i I feel like it's hard to truly dislike this movie because it just tells a really great story. Like who doesn't who doesn't enjoy the idea of the Americans, you know, fighting evil, combating injustice, right. and without spoilers, obviously
1: some. Uh, very satisfying things happen in this movie. Very satisfying. And I have to tell you, I was so excited for us to reach the crescendo. Mm. I was very nervous that we weren't going to get mm. what I wanted it to yeah. be. But we did in spades. Oh, yeah. And I like that. Yeah, the ending kind
0: of just kept on giving, in my yes. opinion. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. But yeah, um, I I agree. I think it's one of his best movies. Uh, it's, it's a film that takes its time but every second is meaningful in my opinion all of the uh, what I really love most about this movie is that it's not only just a great tale of good versus evil with you know the Americans versus the Germans it's kind of spy it's kind of espionage it's kind of just action-packed but it's thoughtful too and I love that Tarantino just can't help himself but to insert loving just the art of cinema, or the mm-hmm. medium mm-hmm. of really cinema, he really does have a thing for that. Doesn't in so many he? It's places, so clear. in so many places, and I think it's really cool how it worked into the plot uh-huh. of the story as uh-huh. well. So that was, that was something I didn't notice or appreciate as much when I originally saw it, but. There's so much going on here. There's really sharp dialogue. There's thrilling scenes of action when they do happen, and really good tension, especially when it starts. There's a lot of long-winded scenes, but they always, they always manage to stir a lot of. Uh, they're just gripping in many, in m- many places, and I thought there's a lot of twists and turns with a lot of different characters who are written in pretty wild ways, but. There's great heroes and there's great villains here, and that is just the core for any good regular old story. And I think this movie does that very well.
1: Yeah, I I will say that you know I um, the the first chapter I was is up there. They're called called chapters, right? Yeah, Yeah, there's five chapters in this film, and I I like a film. I like that he does that honestly Mm -hmm. um, a lot for a lot of reasons. I like chapters in books, so why not have chapters in films? I thought the first chapter was really compelling. It really drew me in. And I have to tell you, I am a very big fan of Shoshana. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shoshana was (laughs) awesome. Big fan. When she came back in Chapter 2, I was like, okay, I am totally in for this because I knew that she was going to get even. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we can talk about that a little bit
0: more in spoilers. But good to hear that you actually, I think with Once Upon a Time in
1: Hollywood, that was a palate cleanser from pulp fiction mm, yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. But anything would have been a palate. Raise the Titanic would have been a palate oh, cleanser, <laughs> for, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. So it's, uh, maybe now it's the second. It's good to hear that this movie you just generally
0: really liked. I did. I really like this film. Good to hear mm-hmm. because I, I I would actually watch it again. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's at least one or two Tarantino movies that you can just see where the hype comes from,
1: right? Yeah, I, I would say this. Um, there is very clearly, now that I've seen three Tarantino films, very clearly a Tarantino aesthetic. Oh, for sure, right. I mean every I think every director has an aesthetic, but certain directors have, you know an aesthetic that is so clearly, I mean, you wouldn't have to read mm-hmm. who directed this and by certain scenes and certain infusion of music, you would immediately know in violence. You would immediately oh, know yeah. this is a Tarantino uh, film. Yeah, you for, know, and, for sure. and the same can be said for Wes Anderson and mm. you know Christopher Nolan. I think you could probably pick out too. oh for sure. Um, so anyway, Martin Scorsese. Like there's yeah. there's a lot of yeah.
0: trademarks from a lot of different yeah. uh, film directors, but I think I think you know when you talk about famous directors, there's a lot of people who have directed so many films, but people don't know their names. Tarantino obviously falls into the camp of known household names Mm -hmm. for directors. Mm -hmm. So him having that signature style is what makes him so successful. But he can do so many different types of movies Mm -hmm. with something that's just very him. And, I mean, if anything, I think that's just the mark of a good artist. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, moving forward with uh, what we got here. So do you want to go
1: ahead and move into spoiler territory? I do. Let me take us there. So if you are listening to this episode... Which we expect you are. Um, <laughs> we, um, we're going to move into spoilers now where we're going to talk about plot lines and character development and, and sort of what some, some of the characters do. So if you have not seen this film, um, be sure to stop here and go back and watch the film or go watch the film on Amazon Prime. And then come back and listen to sort of us dissect a little bit about the, the story here. So uh, this is spoiler territory. You have been warned. Very nice. All right, so where do you want to start? Well, I've already talked about the opening scene. I thought it created the right amount of tension. I mean, Christopher Impossible w- Dilemma, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it really worked. well done. Really yeah. well done. Honestly, I thought that was. Um, I don't know what else I've seen Christopher Waltz in, but I. Christoph, I think. Christoph? Christoph okay. Waltz, yeah. Um, I think that that was probably his best scene. Hmm. I thought, honestly, he got a little campy toward the end, which was a little. Mm, contrary to, I thought, his character, but we can get there later. Um, but I thought it created the right amount of tension, um, you know, and I was, it was just a really good um, way to draw the, the viewer in. And and interestingly enough, make you care about not so much a character, but about what was happening, which we know happened, right? Yeah, you know, of course. Um, so anyway, I thought... I thought the first scene was really compelling, and that's why I was on board from the first twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, and he had been an actor at that point, but he originally wasn't going to be cast in that role because Tarantino thought it was un—he that was an unfilmable role. He he thought that it would be really hard. Such a hateful character. Well, yeah, and he also said Christoph Waltz essentially gave me my movie, so uh-huh. um, he was in many ways, at least for American cinema, a discovery. And I think his acting ability is uh, really, really amazing. And his character disappears for vast swaths of the movie. So it was oh, important absolutely. that he got so much time with it. Mm-hmm. But every single time, it's so weird. He's, he's very professional, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's out of his mind. He's so, like, he has the capacity to be so ruthless and mm-hmm. evil. And I think that's what makes him such an intimidating character. Because he's always on the hunt for something and mm-hmm. you don't know what he's thinking. But he's always looking around, looking for clues and putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's definitely, his cunning in this movie is, it, it's it's well written. Well, his, he's nicknamed the Jew Hunter, which is yeah. just an awful, right? Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. And it's just one of those things where it's supposed to get a reaction out of you. Right. Because I think that as tasteless as it can seem with, you know, putting depictions of violence on that, like that on screen it's realistic in the sense it's historic. It's it's, historic it's and, a part of our awful history. And I think, when you, I think when you show something like that off, how difficult that mor- moral decision mm-hmm. that was made mm-hmm. uh, in that scene was, it, it's just, it's a reflection of, you know, it's more than just what you read in books. Uh, being able to even see a fictionalized version of mm-hmm. the brutality that could be inflicted upon a group of people at that mm-hmm. specific time, you know, it's It's good to understand just why you never want to see that again and why it's important to um, obviously, you know, obviously be against uh, ideologies that create division and hate. So I did appreciate that this movie is very much about
1: getting back, getting even. I'm going to say something here that is going to make your mother cringe. I am a big fan of Vengeance. (laughs) And uh, she's rolling her eyes now, but I just am. And I did not realize this film was about that, so I was (laughs) quite delighted. We haven't seen
0: many Tarantino films, then. I know, but I've only (laughs) seen three.
1: But I think uh, that's one of the things that I really appreciated. Tell our listeners who the Inglorious Bastards are. So uh, that would be
0: Brad Pitt. He's Aldo Rain. Or what they're
1: what their, their whole concept is. Okay, yeah. so
0: basically they're an outfit uh, that is meant to strike fear into the heart of the Nazis and the Nazi regime. They go all, all over the place. Uh, it's They're specifically Jewish. A lot of them are Jewish American. Mm-hmm. Uh, but A couple but, Germans. Yeah, many... Uh, many Speak A couple speak German so that they're able to... What?
1: And two and a half speak Italian <laughs> at the end in the theater.
0: Oh, that was so funny. He it just was, goes, That C. scene was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Um But yeah, basically, they're this... There's this outfit that are kind of legendary like seals. Mm-hmm. But the Nazis have named them the bastards because basically they can't be taken down. They move very fast and then they're, they leave messages. And they each have to bring... Uh, home 100 scalps of Nazi heads,
1: and they are led by none other than Brad Pitt, who, um, what, what is his character? Is Aldo.
0: Aldo Rain? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and he is supposedly from Mississippi, I think, or Tennessee. somewhere. Tennessee. He's done his fair share of bootlegging, right? <laughs> right. And uh, the accent, I mean, it's it, it's quite frankly over the top, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's just almost silly, but it works with it because you need some. Um, well, he's meant to be a ground pounder soldier. Yeah, like just typical. And, and honestly, American. you need something like that to offset the heaviness. Oh, yeah. of this, you know. So, but in this movie, in many ways, it, a
0: lot of it is about the way people speak in different cultures <clears throat> as well, because so much of
1: this movie is spoken in different languages. Well, that's what I want to talk about. So, um, this is a movie you have to pay attention to. Oh yeah, right. You 100%. know. So, um, and I, the, I think my. I'll say one criticism, I may have others, but you know, that's, that's what I am. I'm -hmm. I'm a film critic, right? Um, is that the captions, they speak so quickly Mm -hmm. that you really, I mean, I didn't find that the captions for the translation were up long enough. There were times I had to take it back because they were speaking so relatively rapidly, um, that I wanted to make sure I understood or I knew what was happening, you know, so I understood in English. And so, that was just one thing I would say about it. It was like if I was watching it in a theater, I would have been really just sort of, you know, anxious because I wanted to make sure I caught every word. So I did think that was valuable Valuable to be able to watch it from home.
0: Yeah, I didn't have that same issue. Yeah. But well, you've seen it
1: once before, too. I, I just, I, I thought just. Maybe um, you're a faster reader than I am. I'm a pretty slow reading. Maybe you're trilingual.
0: Definitely not. <laughs> As uh, the one person said, can you Americans speak any other language other than English? <laughs> the answer is no. no. Uh, but yeah, it was... Uh,
1: and is this three or is this three? What do you mean? Oh, wait, for yeah. the... Uh, Which gave him away. Yeah, exactly. In the bar. That was interesting. Right, yeah. Yeah, so he did... He Sorry, did. I'm holding up three fingers. Three different ways. Two different ways. And, well, we can also talk about
0: that scene. So obviously, I think that is probably the longest like scene of its kind you in the think? movie. Yeah, but... I really love that this film will do something like that. Because Michael Fassbender's character, you think he's going to have more of an impact in the movie. But I couldn't believe he died. Exactly. but not spoilers. It's okay. But that's why they went. That's why they were able to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. They got that ragtag mm-hmm. group and mm-hmm. they had to speak Italian. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Remember, he said C. He said C. (laughs) C. Yeah. Um,
1: But yeah, that was um, that bar scene. That was that was really good tension there. It really was. Yeah. It was. It was. It's funny because I was watching that scene and I thought, okay, this is classic Tarantino. A scene that goes on longer than it needs to. But I'm still with this because I thought it was so fascinating, the um, the dialogue yeah. and, and frankly the acting, the actress and yeah. how, you know, and they were playing the card game with the name on their yeah. head and, and all that. Um, but I just thought, okay, this scene is really dragging on. So I stopped it mm. at that point. I was talking to your brother, Luke, and he said, you know, I really like that movie, except I always felt like that bar scene was too long. And I said, are you inside my head? I mean, yeah. that's exactly right, <laughs> you know? I personally I, you know I I don't mind it at all. It it's not awful. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like whoa. Luke thinks it's 40 minutes. I don't think it's that long. But it's probably 25. I think it's 15 or 20. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Either way though, I think one
0: of the things I love about that scene is that it kind of kind of gives you some food for thought because day by day I don't really think about my accent. I don't really think about Right. speaking languages right. other than my own. And that was a giveaway too. Exactly. So it was it was really cool to me just to kind of see him undercover, uh-huh. disguise, and have people try to like pick him apart, yeah. see what was going on. That would have been very anxiety-producing sitting there in that bar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. And while it did go on for a long time, I think that helped build the tension. Because at the very end, that's when he was discovered because of the hand signal that mm-hmm. he gave mm-hmm. um but i thought that was such a cool line he said well if i'll be rapping on death's door and i do believe i'll be doing so momentarily can i speak uh he was like can i speak towards the whatever because mm-hmm. he, he's scottish right mm-hmm. yeah so he said basically may i speak in my native dialect mm-hmm. and i i don't know that was super cool
1: yeah and then uh of course and i was sort of i mean i was hanging on the edge of i was sitting on the edge of my seat at that point too because you didn't know i really thought Somehow or another, they were going to make it out. Yeah, they did. I I know. Which well, only, um, uh, well, the the, cari- actress. Yeah, the actress, Diane Kruger. Yeah. Diane Kruger is the actress who plays the actress. Um, but uh, Bridget Bond, yep. yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bridget Bond <laughs> hammers. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, but uh, uh,
0: another cool thing about that scene is that it's not just cool within itself. It's got two pieces of vital. It, 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 Vital for moving the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Number one was the shoe. Yep. Uh, and then number two. The napkin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then number two. Well, the napkin as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number three. The whole reason why. Uh, Michael Fassbender and uh, his team were supposed to go to uh, the theater. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being the ragtag group of uh, who was left. Right. Of the bastards. And that's just kind of how it transitioned. Yeah. So. That was done really well, in my opinion. But I, I totally get I, it. People are like, it's really long. Well,
1: it is. it is long, but it was it was done really well. It's forgivable because it, you're exactly right. It moves the plot along. And honestly, I thought the acting was really strong there because mm-hmm. it was the, the nuance of moving from all of this confidence to being on the edge, wondering what was going to happen and trying to get out of there. And, you know, it, it, it's good. It's worth it. it totally worth it. And then
0: finally, the theater, the theater massacre scene signature Tarantino satisfying climactic moment
1: except the best part is Shoshana on screen with the flames going up and she's laughing laughing. I I was like so into it well
0: she's (laughs) just saying you know she's like you know goodbye Nazis Uh like this is you're dying uh at by a Jewish hand Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. and that's just you know it's obviously
1: it's like a tale yeah it's revisionist history because of obviously you know they Kill right. and and he's a, he likes revisionist history, doesn't? He? Or so it would seem from the last two films.
0: Um, I mean, more or less. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: most of his stories are just f- straight fictitious without yeah. any yeah. sort of historical backing. But you
0: know, I really like
1: that he oh, changes I like. it to good endings. And I, me too. Right, we know how miserable the the reality is, and so if it can be, mm-hmm. you know, changed to fit our, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What you know, what we want to see, right? But, um. Christoph
0: Waltz coming in, checking them out, and then them speaking uh, their
1: level of Italian. Um, th- that scene, I was sitting there laughing. Like, yeah, you know, your mom said that your grandfather used to laugh when he would watch TV. I mean, uh, I was just sort of, I don't know. I wasn't laughing out loud. I was giggling. Yeah. You know, it was sort of the scene where you know he's talking to them, and they're only three of them speak Italian. Uh, Italian, and and it's really two of them. He's like, say it again, and then right? I, and so he takes the actress into that room, mm-hmm. and before he strangles her, yeah, that was a scene that was also very tense. For you sure. Know? And her cast, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And just the, the, the inquisitive nature of, how did that happen? Mountain climbing. Mountain oh, climbing. Oh, must have happened very recently. Yeah. And <laughs> it's you're like, very observant. It happened yesterday morning. What was the name of that mountain? I mean... Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, he's a detective. He's, but he knew. Right. Of course time. he knew the whole time. But it yeah. was just... And it was really, quite frankly, much to the, the viewer's delight.
0: Absolutely. And um, m- uh, might I say, those uh, shotgun wrist things mm-hmm. that they had, mm-hmm. super cool. And, I mean, just give a shout out to the fact that not only did they just show hitler getting shot mm-hmm. but it like went a, it went back to it and then his face and his was full face of was all holes, holes and everything kind of like yeah <laughs> exactly and it's just you know it's 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 a great it's just a great way to just portray just the absolute like domination of an evil force yeah so uh, that was uh, i would never quite seen Hitler get messed up so bad in media like that before. And, I mean, that's something else. It, it was really, really... It, that was a really satisfying scene.
1: It was good. I will tell you, the thing that threw me the most was... So, um, the actor in the film, mm. who was the hero, mm. um, him getting shot by Shoshana. Mm. And then him shooting Shoshana yeah that really I was like oh yeah, didn't, didn't see that coming that was the
0: surprise yeah
1: that was the surprise because I think Shoshana and Marcel were planning on both
0: dying, dying. yeah right, yeah right.
1: so it was okay but and then Marcel is you know with all those film all the film in the in the behind the scene the yeah. screen yeah and he was just like let's go
0: so that fire apparently um Eli Roth said we almost got incinerated when we were uh, mm. filming that scene because apparently it was supposed to be like I don't know burning at 100 like 90 something degrees and it's burning at like 400 degrees instead. Oh jeez. And so the jeez. they said that uh Nazi insignia uh-huh. uh that yeah. with the, that wasn't supposed to fall but the steel melted when uh the fire oh. was so hot. So it's pretty wild that you know that scene itself yeah not really much special effects or anything like that a lot of practicality was put into this which is another thing i appreciate because i think it's distinct with tarantino because a lot of people would be happy to use more cgi and Mm -hmm. camera trickery Mm -hmm. Oh, nowadays they would right kind of a lot of what we're seeing is stuff that's being done practically and Mm -hmm. shot that way so it's unique in that regard and honestly just the way that scene went down just epic revenge Mm -hmm. for sure yeah for sure and then, um, which leads us into the final part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I think the writing gets super clever. Because Christoph Waltz's character, you, you know, it's like, you know, he's just the bad guy. Like, you know, he's going to die with them, all that kind of stuff. You're thinking he he's going to get his. But he kind of gets away with it. However, it's kind an, of it's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Because really, technically, they give him an opportunity to end the war Mm -hmm. and you're like oh wow okay so he basically gave them an opportunity for his like for a clean exit for him Uh uh, with his own conditional surrender but such an awesome ending (laughs) too because he's saying well I am uh," he's basically saying uh, Brad Pitt once again just so awesome in this saying well you're going to take off that uniform aren't you and then he's and then he's not he knows exactly what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's exactly what we thought. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be mm-hmm. practical to wear it all the time, but we want people to know who you are, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And then obviously puts the uh in en- engraves the swastika mm-hmm. and his forehead. And the last line is great. He just says, I think this might be my masterpiece. Right, right. And it, i almost feel like that's Tarantino saying that. Yeah,
1: it, it it probably is. It's um Yeah, it's it's good. I I, I thought the turn a little bit for um uh, Christoph Waltz character sort of agreeing to end the war I don't know it, it it felt a little forced to me within the context of I mean of course it was going to play to his ego and he was requ- you know he was stipulating how this whole thing was going to play out kind well, of thing I
0: think at the time I, I don't think it specifies the timeline but Hitler himself says the Americans are on the beach mm. and I think at that point the tide of the tide of the war had turned uh. and the reason why hitler tended is because it would be more meaningful as like a show of, right. you know we're still confident that we might win the war or something and mm-hmm. i think christoph waltz's character kind of saw the writing on the wall mm-hmm. and was like you know what well if i can get out of this yeah. and not be not be on the losing side but do a conditional surrender yeah, and technically i you said so, that. yeah it, i know what you're saying yeah
1: Part of you is just like this guy was so evil and we just saw him hunt down a family. And I did think, and I alluded to this earlier, in that scene where they capture Brad Pitt uh, and they bring him, you know, with the thing over his head, uh, and Christoph Waltz Waltz is like sort of talking to him. I felt like that dialogue got a little bit not slapsticky, but not Oh, uh,
0: when he said that's a bingo. Yeah. That kind of stuff. yeah. It
1: just sort of sort of felt inconsistent with his character tone. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sure. Totally, yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of a, a minus for me, but there's not a lot of minuses here because I really like this movie a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Christoph Waltz's character is. Um, he has a playful side to him, but that wasn't as much explored because uh, usually he's busy threatening, yeah. examining, scaring. or scaring right. people. So it's just. There was levity to him, but it was a little weird to see that yeah. at the end. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, either way, great movie with a lot
1: of great sequences. Uh, and.
0: Excellent acting too.
1: I think it was well. Yeah. I think it was well cast. I really think some of the the actors that we don't know as well, um, the the person who played Shoshana, the person who played uh, the actress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I, I think Brad Pitt. I kind of think Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt in just about every movie. Sorry, I know that's not going to be popular with ZZ talkers, but I'm just going to say it. I don't um, agree. I, like I said, no, and and that's fine. Um, anyway. I just thought that some of the lesser-known actors, at least to the American audience, or at least to me, mm-hmm. um, were some of the strongest in this. And I, yeah, and yeah, I think that's one of the best parts about this movie too mm-hmm. is that
0: it's not just big American names. Yes, there's some. I agree, but the people that were used and they might be known more today. Back then, they and were around the world, relatively remember, we're really un- small part of it. Exactly, they were relatively unknown, mm-hmm. and you had a lot of multilingual people. yeah. So it's really cool that a lot of these people were discoveries mm-hmm. somewhat into American cinema. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the movie does a really good job of just making you realize how much bigger the world is mm-hmm. than just your own country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, a good point. You know, if, unless you're watching an international film, uh, you probably won't find another
1: movie that relies on dialogue for foreign language uh, so often. I think that's fair. So Noah, on a scale of one to five Z's, what are you giving? Two thousand nines, Inglorious Bastards.
0: I'm going to give Inglorious Bastards four and a half Z's. I think it's a really strong film, and no, I'm going to give it four because I think it's a really strong film. Um, it is a little bit on the longer side, and I do think they use most of the runtime very well. Uh, but there's. There's not much to say about this movie except it's very entertaining and if you like the classic, you know, good versus evil revenge plot, you're going to be very satisfied. If you like Tarantino movies, you're going to like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely for anybody who can stomach some of the atrocities of uh what comes with World War II, but at the end of the day, it's a great it's a great story with really good characters and very good acting.
1: Yeah. I um I don't like Tarantino films yet, but I like this one. You're getting closer. I'm gonna give it four Z's. Yeah. I labored over whether or not it gets four and a half, but I'm gonna give it four. Let's mm-hmm. not go crazy here. Um, but I really thought this movie was very entertaining. Uh, again, I like vengeance. Sorry, <laughs> and I like I like it when the bad people get theirs. Yeah. And they sure got theirs in this. A hundred percent. Right. So um, yeah, I'm giving uh, Inglorious Bastards four Z's. Great. Okay. All right. So perfect. thank you. I'm uh, now Django Unchained has a lot to live up to because I really had a good week here with Tarantino. I think you're gonna like it even. Mm, Ooh. I really don't like know. this movie. I don't know. It's. I'll say this. People say I think it's the his best. I think it is. I've yeah. seen it probably ten, well, 10 times. Well, your uncle Mark said that. Your brother says that. I will let you know next week?
0: Uh, without giving anything away, there are elements of things that you really enjoyed in *Inglorious Bastards that are turned up to 11 in Django Unchained. Oh, okay. So I think you'll find some very uh, very cool stuff in there, too. Good. And I do want to say,
1: Christoph Waltz is one of the main characters in the movie. And I understand that he won an Oscar for that, too. Did he? That's what I'm told. I don't know have to look it up. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, a lot of big players in that movie, yeah. and I'm excited to watch it because... I'll watch that anytime. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch it as well.
0: Well, cool. All right, let's get into our Check It Out then. Okay, what you got? So my Check It Out for this week, I recently uh, rescued a dog, and we have two beautiful dogs uh, sitting next to us right here. And my Check It Out is basically any, res- any rescue facility, rescue ranch, rescue shelter, you can go online. Um, if you're thinking about adopting a pet, Maybe maybe think about rescuing a dog. It's a really good way to see what criteria you might want for an animal and what that animal might have before you live with it. Um, And additionally, it's also just a good deed. Uh, Haas was a rescue dog, and he's a real sweetheart, and uh, we love our rescue. So if you're thinking about getting a pet, think about rescuing. So check that out.
1: I like that. Well, you know what? I was going to do a different check it out, but I'll do one that's thematically – Similar okay, but not really all right. It's a film. It's a cartoon and it is about a fox and a hound Mm. so um, You know Disney's struggling these days and Which is so funny because a year ago we would have never said that. Mm. But uh, Disney Animation is really struggling these days. And I was listening to a podcast earlier today about The Black Cauldron, which is a film which was Disney's 25th animated film, and it almost sank the division of Disney, the animation. Um, I remember. And then after that came Vandesha, Little Mermaid. Right? No, after that, no, it was The Black Cauldron. And then, oh, that was the 80s? Yeah, 85, apparently. I don't remember it at the time, but anyway, all of that is to say, if you want a really good film about a dog, and apparently a fox, um the Fox and the Hound is a film that I saw with my dad your pop pop, when I was I don't know how old I was probably 12 13 and we both left the theater crying oh wow! Uh, have you ever seen it oh when I was a kid it's oh it is one of the Disney's best and and that was part of it because I think it was like the early 80s so they had had success it was sort of like burgeoning success again and then they killed it all with a black cauldron and then the whole thing went south anyway all that is to say if you want to if you like dogs and clearly, Noah and I like dogs. Um, and you want a sweet film about friendship, which includes a dog, go see or rent. On Disney Plus, I'm sure it is. I know it is. The Fox and the Hound. Very nice. Okay. Well, cool. All right. So, uh, with that in mind,
0: we Oh, we're... no! what's special about today? Oh, today is my co-host, Greg, my dad, 50... Well,
1: it is his birthday. It is his it, birthday today. That is today. not what
0: I was asking about.
1: We are in person again.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, that is also a big occasion. You will probably hear uh, that difference in the audio. Oh, or not hear. Apparently. But, yes. Also, uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, we're recording this on September
1: 17th. Mm-hmm. so Which means your birthday is 11 days away. That is true. Yep. I keep forgetting about it. But. They do sneak up on you.
0: Yeah, I'll be turning 26. Yes, you will. But here's to another 55 years that's of the right. podcast that's taken. Right. <laughs> at least 26 more for myself. So, yeah, we're uh, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, we'll we'll just be doing that. But obviously, as we move forward into um, the coming season, we've got a couple ideas that we're cooking up mm-hmm. that we'd be interested in. That may
1: be a departure from a film review for a week or two.
0: Yeah, I just finished uh, or caught up with Ahsoka. And then you were talking about that Mike Flanagan uh, TV series. Mm-hmm. so Coming up on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, it could be good to do that.
1: Um, I'm one episode behind on Ahsoka. In fact, I'm going to try to catch up on it today. Um, oh, well, you've you got to watch the most... This is there's the a most, lot of Anakin, I think, in this one. It's the most consequential one. Good. need it. Okay, um, so next week is uh, our final week, I think. we got to count the, wen- the uh, Wednesdays in September. But next week is the final week of um, Tarantino Month, and that will be Django Unchained. Tiz. All right. Okay.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for listening uh, to another week of ZZ Talk. But until next time, I'm Noah. And I'm Greg. And this is Easy Talk. ZZ Talk.